You are listening to ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. Monounsaturated fat, the sweetheart of the fat world. It is considered to be the healthiest type of general fat. It has been said to have none of the adverse effects associated with saturated fats, trans fats, or omega-6 polyunsaturated vegetable oils. Today, we will answer the question, what is the role of monounsaturated fat in heart disease? Is it as good as we think it is? Welcome to Lipid Talk. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Kaskill. Joining me today is Dr. Larry Rudell, Professor of Pathology and Section Head for Lipid Sciences at Wake Forest University School of Medicine. He has conducted NIH-funded research on how to use diet in the prevention of heart disease in animal models for over 30 years. He has pioneered the use of primate and genetically engineered mouse models for this research. Welcome, Dr. Rudell. Thank you. Can you tell me a little bit about what exactly monounsaturated fat is and if it plays a role in heart disease? Monounsaturated fat is a type of fat that contains a fatty acid with a single double bond, therefore the name mono. That fatty acid is, is really commonly found in nature and in certain kinds of plants. They make a lot of monounsaturated fat, particularly olives, and then humans have modified other fats so that the primary fatty acid in that fat is monounsaturated. A typical one you would find in the store would be canola oil. Monounsaturated fat, therefore, has some properties that are unique. Monounsaturated fat is typically a liquid at room temperature, but if you put it in the refrigerator, it will harden. That property of the fat makes it useful in various kinds of preparations because sometimes we want liquid, sometimes we want solid, and monounsaturated fat helps the food fat industry get it both ways. So it helps them, but how helpful is it to us, human beings? In human beings, the primary observation on monounsaturated fat is that it helps us lower our bad cholesterol and keep our good cholesterol, HDL, high so that the LDL-HDL ratio has been noted to be about as good on monounsaturated fat as on any type of fat. The question we asked in our monkeys and mice is, does that information translate to a benefit to the artery wall and the amount of atherosclerosis in the arteries. And what exactly did you find in the animal world? And we found that the animals did not think monounsaturated fat was any better than saturated fat. Their arteries could not tell the difference? They could not tell the difference. But somehow human beings' arteries are much smarter? That study hasn't been done. We don't know that. We only base the prediction that it would protect based on surrogate endpoints such as bad cholesterol to good cholesterol ratio. Dr. Rudell, is it safe to say that a lot of what we know about fats is that we don't know a lot about fats? I think that's probably the problem. We, we have only a few endpoints in humans to, to go by. Most of them don't tell us about the disease process per se. Let's move on to one of your favorite topics, ACAT2. Can you tell me if there's a connection between ACAT2 and monounsaturated fat, and if you could just define for our audience what ACAT2 is? Okay, ACAT2 is an enzyme in the liver that seems to be responsible for incorporation of cholesterol as esterified cholesterol into lipoproteins for secretion into the bloodstream. 
ACAT2 uses as its primary fatty acid for addition to cholesterol monounsaturated fatty acids. When we feed monounsaturated fatty acids to animals, and presumably when we eat them ourselves, we encourage ACAT2 to put cholesterol esters into lipoproteins and they accumulate in the circulation. And I think that's the reason why we see no protection to coronary heart disease. You use monkeys and mice. Can you take the leap? Do you think that the conclusions you've come up with will be applicable to human beings? We think they probably will. We do not know, of course. But when you go all the way from mice to monkeys, and by the way, there's a lot of animals in between that have been examined as well, it doesn't really sound like once we get to humans, everything's going to change. So the argument is indirect, but our suspicion is yes, this information will apply to humans. Dr. Rudell, why do you think there has been so much information or misinformation in the lay media and even in the medical world telling us that monounsaturated fat is actually good for us? Most of the original information about monounsaturated fat came from olive oil and the Mediterranean diet. And people extrapolated that the Mediterranean diet was olive oil We all know that Mediterranean diet protects against heart disease, and there's a lot of olive oil in the Mediterranean diet. The the reason that it's not simply olive oil that's protective, though, is because the Mediterranean diet is quite different in many ways from the Western diet. It's got lots of plants, lots of vegetables, lots of legumes, lots of omega-3 fatty acids, lots of wine, lots of ingredients in that diet and very few animal products, very few meats and and fatty meats, so that the Mediterranean diet is probably good for a number of reasons, and you could even speculate that it may be good in spite of the olive oil. If you've just joined us, you are listening to ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Caskell, and I'm talking with Dr. Larry Rudell, professor of pathology and section head for lipid sciences at Wake Forest University School of Medicine. Dr. Rudell, I'd like to talk a little bit more about the Mediterranean diet. I personally think it's not just the diet that does the job or has benefits, but it's the Mediterranean lifestyle, the fact that these people actually walk everywhere. They walk to get their meals. They burn off their meals. They're a little less stressed out than we are. Their air might be a little cleaner than ours and not as polluted. Any thoughts on that? I would have to agree with you that all of those things could be contributory not just the diet, but the the environment as well. Obviously, the Mediterranean diet has gotten a lot of press, and there have been numerous books published about the benefits of the Mediterranean diet. Do you think the Mediterranean diet is as good as it says? I haven't evaluated the Mediterranean diet systematically. I think there are many aspects to it that we know that should be beneficial, but Can I say that the Mediterranean diet per se is responsible for many of the effects claimed? No, I really can't. Larry, what other studies do you think are needed to really figure out the role of monounsaturated fats in CAD? I'm glad you asked that question. One of the things that happens in all of the animal models when we feed monounsaturated fat is fat deposition in the liver. It seems to be particularly prevalent in animals fed monounsaturated fat. 
we would very much like to know if that happens in humans as well. And that endpoint can be evaluated non-invasively with imaging techniques. Right. We can now image in humans. We can use MRI to look at their livers. So what I would like to see as a next step study would be an imaging analysis of individuals fed monounsaturated fat versus any other saturated or polyunsaturated fat and the amount of fat that is deposited in the liver. If it's a mouse or a monkey, there would be a lot more fat in the liver of the individuals fed monounsaturated fat. Do you think there's a good side to monounsaturated fat? Are there any beneficial effects that distinguish it from any other fats? Monounsaturated fats have properties that we can use in cooking that have benefits. Do I think there's health benefits to monounsaturated fat? Not really. What about omega-3 fatty acids? Do you think we should be increasing the amount we have in our diets, that everyone should be doing that across the board? I think omega-3 fatty acids have little downside and look to have health benefits in a number of ways. And by putting omega-3 fatty acids in our diet, there probably would be a number of health benefits. Dr. Rudell, we have omega-3s, we have omega-6s out there. Can you differentiate the two for us and tell us which you think is good, which you think is bad, and why? Omega-3 fatty acids are found primarily from marine sources. They're actually made in plants, but they're ingested by fish, and that's where we see most of them in our diet. Omega-6 fatty acids, on the other hand, are vegetable products. They're made by plants such as corn. All the vegetable oils that we buy in the grocery store would have omega-6 fatty acid enrichments. Would that be linoleic acid? That would be linoleic acid for the most part. That's the primary omega-6 fatty acid that we get. What are we finding in most of the nuts that we eat? There was a recent study out saying that pistachios decrease the incidence of heart disease. Yes. Many of the nuts have omega-6s, but they also have Alpha-linolenic acid, which is omega-3, and they also have monounsaturated fatty acids. I have a lot of patients who like to to take flaxseed oil. Can you tell me about that? Flaxseed oil is an omega-3 plant fatty acid, which is alpha-linolenic acid, and that particular fatty acid becomes, in a limited way, the same type of fatty acids in the body as fish oil fatty acids. So why not just take the fish oil instead of the flaxseed oil? The benefit to fish oil is much greater than the benefit to flaxseed oil because our body is not very efficient at converting the fatty acid from flax into the beneficial fatty acid. How much fish do you eat, Larry? I eat it every chance I get my hands on it, at least twice a week and more if I can get it. How do you think we can demythify all the things we hear about monounsaturated fats in the press. Obviously, they're not reading your studies. And my studies have been there for a while. I think we need more data in humans, and we need to realize that the olive oil industry and others have a vested interest in actually promote a monounsaturated fat as a healthy fat, and, and that maybe I need an industry behind me. You need a good PR machine. Lastly, I'd like to ask you about trans fats. They obviously get more play than monounsaturated fats. Do you think that the ban on trans fats was a waste of time? I have studied trans fat in monkeys and have seen that trans fats are at least equal to saturated fats in promoting hardening of the arteries. They seem to have a unique property 
in stimulating insulin resistance and intra-abdominal fat distribution that I didn't appreciate until we got one study done in monkeys. So I think taking trans out of the food chain is not a bad idea. On the other hand, at this point, we don't know what to put in their place. So taking a, a complete block on trans and having the food fat industry struggle to find what substitutes to use and winding up with saturated fatty acids to go in for trans sounds like almost a net zero gain to me. So I think we probably pushed the button a little too fast on removing trans from the food supply because we don't really have a good substitute. Well, I'd like to thank our guest, Dr. Larry Rudell, for joining us today talking about the different fats in our diets and the good ones and the bad ones. I'm Dr. Larry Caskell, and you've been listening to Lipid Talk on ReachMDXM233, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, please send your email to xm at reachmd.com. And thanks for listening.